Hello everyone and welcome to episode 64 of uh, the, I almost said the UK League chat podcast and that was a, a real throwback, it's been a while since it's been that, to the uh, the NTS podcast. Um, and yeah, with us today is arguably I think the, the UK player that was most overdue an NLC spot, in my opinion, uh, joined by Yusa. Yusa, how's it going? Hello guys, good to be here. Good stuff. And um, yeah, kind of before we, we maybe get to the NLC then and, and you know everything that's going on at the moment we'll kind of talk about you know what your journey's been like obviously people probably see it uh, on the title is sort of talking about how you've climbed the ladder because like we said you feel like you're someone that's kind of been around a while now um you know playing throughout different teams in the uk league and had kind of always been sort of when you think especially in your role as like an adc it was sort of ex matty and deadly up there and then it felt like you were sort of just behind them uh, in terms of those sort of top three of the uk so yeah, maybe go back and talk about some of the different teams you've been in as you've kind of come to finally get into the NLC, basically. Um, and the one I think I wanted to start with then, uh, and this is probably the first time I I kind of saw you played that much, was with Diabolus, the, the 2019 split, which ended up kind of like, I don't know, I feel like it was maybe be- much better than we, we could have expected. It didn't seem like maybe that outrageous at the time. Obviously, you, you guys finished top, I think, in a regular season ahead of both academies but that was kind of when the academies had basically first been made and it wasn't sort of such a precedent to to be able to finish above them um yeah what was it like being on that team is that something when you look back at it now you know it maybe was quite a bit big more of a bigger deal than you maybe thought at the time or um looking back on it um no i've always thought it was a big deal to finish above the academies mm. like the academies have all the resources uh they have the like luxury of luring like the best players because they want to be taking that next step into going into academy into going into the LEC right mm-hmm. um so yeah going into a team like uh, Diablos which was uh, a UK team um with a much like I'm not not going to say weak but less less strong as expected roster mm-hmm. and finishing first in the regular season yeah that was it was amazing um yeah, just defying expectations and going above the academies was was great. Yeah, and also like going into each game, um, it was a tower format, right back then. Mm-hmm. Yeah, going into yes, each game was. and, and having thing ever, <laughs> and having been predicted to win against the academy teams was also like really great. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, um, how much do you reckon that was down to to I Hansen as well, the coach? Because that was someone I remember, especially he's not really been in the UK scene really. I think since that roster, but um i remember people sort of constantly saying at the time that you know he was one of the better coaches in the league and and he obviously went on to to coach in spain and things like that so how much of an impact do you think he had um if i had to compare it i'd say hansen was like ranieri to um to leicester that one season (laughs) they won the premier league um i'm not sure if we would have have done as well if we didn't have hansen Mm -hmm. um he was a really good coach. He made everyone understand their roles in and outside the game. Um, he helped us learn a lot more about the game than we would have learned with anyone else uh, at the time. Um, and coming into it as a rookie, or sort of a rookie, like my first year, mm-hmm. uh, I felt at home playing with um, Hansen as my coach. I knew my role uh, going into each game. And yeah. Hansen helped all of us uh, improve and mature as players. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, finishing, I think, because you came first in the regular split, um, obviously you guys unfortunately didn't win the the playoffs in the end. But um, that's what got you into EU Masters, I think, wasn't it, as well? So was that, if, do I remember, was that the first EU Masters? Or it must have been one of the first or second one or, or so. Uh, even then, like, maybe at, at that time, we before EU Masters became such a big thing, maybe didn't realise how big a deal that was as well getting in ahead of academy so what was that that kind of experience like as well with the masters uh for me that experience was really exciting um especially as kind of a new player it was like to compare it with football again it was like going into champions league right against mm-hmm. um the best player i mean not best players best teams across the world in europe um yeah um can't really yeah i think Looking back at it now, um, there's nothing more exciting than going to EUM, mm-hmm. in my opinion. 
Um, it's the next step up. It's where you want to be to show yourself on the main stage, uh, where you can get your name out and uh, show what you could do. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can also show that uh, what you did in your own region wasn't a fluke. Um, yeah, I suppose you guys you got wanna... a bit unlucky as well. I was looking back, I didn't didn't realize you. So it was in the the planes, like when it gets to the little knockout bit, and you guys lost to Misfits Premier, who ended up literally going to win the whole thing anyway. So maybe a bit unfortunate. Yeah, it was it was kind of unlucky, but you know, like you gotta like be the best to be the best. So mm-hmm. uh, the way it went, we would have loved to go on the main stage, obviously, but it didn't land that work that way, unfortunately. Okay. Never mind. Um, so yeah, coming off that split, so because yeah, after that one, obviously, I, f- I imagine pretty much all the team was was on a high. Obviously, you know, a lot of the other players are, are still around as well. Um, and then I think you went to was it M M&M and M after that. Which yeah, well, um, I think that roster looked looked pretty good as well at the time. Um, uh, and then yeah, there was like another you know had a, a, another good split really. So that was like, I think third place you guys ended up. Uh, and then you're on Envision afterwards, and and that was like a third fourth place. So it's kind of um, yeah, sort of like just on the cusp really of of sort of making a push for. But I suppose really at that point for making a push for an academy team because that was the only ones that were gonna. Uh, going to win anything so how sort of close do you think you were maybe at that point because especially the envision one you were playing with prosper in the bot lane as well obviously had been playing with um with Fnatic. so how did you kind of see just the general progress over those next couple of splits uh yeah it's always been an achievement of mine to go to next next level and uh push for academy um but to do that i have to be equal to or better than matty or deadly at the mm-hmm. um, past few years um and League of Legends is not, um, let's say, an individual individual game. It's always about the teams, right? Um, and it's hard. It's 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 really hard um, to how do I put it this way? Um, like, if I had to put it this way, um, if you compare the Envision and uh, let's say Fnatic at that time um, rosters. If we put Matty and swapped me and him, um, I think, I hope at least that the same outcome would arise where Fnatic would win. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think there was much difference between um, me and uh, Matty or Deadly at the time. Maybe they would have more, uh, I mean, obviously I could be wrong, but at least I felt that way that I mm-hmm. could match up to them in terms of skill um, and maybe not knowledge, but at least skill. Like I could match up to these guys for sure. Yeah. Um, good is it as well though kind of having these players like x and like deadly you know kind of in that pool of adcs because obviously i think a lot of people talk about junglers of being like that we have we've always been known to have like quite good junglers but actually you know the, there's a strong like pool of adcs whether they're, they're rising and then you like you said you've got you know your x and your deadly so how good is it to kind of compete yourself compete against those and kind of level yourself against those oh it's brilliant um yeah. If anything, I'd love to play against them every week, um, every game, um, <laughs> because you improve so much as a player playing against them. And then afterwards, when you review these games, if you've lost or if you've won, you see what you could have done better. Mm-hmm. Um, you see what they're doing better than you. So, yeah, as a as a player that wants to be on the same level too or better than, I'd love to play against these um, sorts of players um, every every day or so. Um, and uh, I mean, we're going to get onto that, but that's why the current NLC season is kind of nice because I don't think there's a weak AD carry in the league right now. And I think AD carry is one of the strongest roles in the NLC at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. Very nice. Um, with that Envision one in particular, how do you just sort of generally rate how that split went? Because we had Prosfer on, I think, when I think it was just before the split had started. Uh, I don't know if, if we maybe lost Tom there, but we're. <laughs> We can keep going, um, but yeah. Um, so obviously at, at the that time, that was the like the academy killers team, um, who I I remember you guys sort of started off a bit slowly in the end, but then sort of gradually worked worked up. Did I think take a game off Fnatic in the regular season? Um, but yeah, then it was just the both the academies went through in the playoffs. Um, so how did you kind of rate that as, in general? Because I presume that was the aim then to to sort of beat them and yeah. How did you kind of rate that split? Uh, personally, it was an underachievement. 
I hoped at least we would be able to compete better and go further and at least, you know, maybe make EU Masters. But I guess to the, like, looking at it as a whole from an outside's perspective where, um, let's say me and Nolte were in university at the time and the rest of us weren't playing full-time, mm-hmm. um, it went as expected, right? Like, the two academies went through and us as the third or fourth best team um, with less resources, um, less coaching staff, you know, we did as expected, I guess, right? Yeah. So um, it wasn't too much of a disappointment, um, but we came in as the Academy Killers did it once and came out okay. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Not too many scratches. Nice. Um, Because I sort of heard that when I've seen people say before as well, like what can other teams do to to sort of reach the the academy level to be able to have a chance against them as as just like a regular team? And I think that's the I think that just literally the time seems like the one that is the biggest one because, like you said, a lot of uh, a, a lot of um, non academy teams will be will be part time or will be yeah doing other things, doing union stuff. Um, do you see that change at any point? I suppose it's something right now. You know, if you look at other ERLs in other countries. A lot of them are full time anyway. You know, not not just the actual academies. Do you think that's something that's maybe, um, yeah, maybe sort of the gap could be closing in that sense? I think there's a few in the NLC as well. I would, that surely, I would guess, have probably got the money to, to have it full time at least. Um, and I'd hope so. Honestly, um, it could be nothing but better for the league and increase viewership. Um, hopefully, it's like how it is in France. Um, where there's all the teams there actually are pretty good, pretty good rosters, pretty good uh, salary. Um, each team you could see winning the league. Like mm-hmm. I would love for that to happen in NLC, um, but there's several factors that control that, like budget or viewership. Mm-hmm. So I know like France gets a lot of viewers picks the Cape Corp. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And whereas, like, um, the NLC doesn't have the same reach. Mm-hmm. Like, um, yeah, we, we would have to, like, have a major increase in um, fan viewership and whatnot for um, more investments to come in um, or yeah. sponsorships or whatever. So it all relies on that, really, I think, right? Yeah. And an extra, I'd say an extra bloody EU Masters spot as well. Because obviously, oh, like, until yeah. then, I don't know. Yeah, like, what could the... Could the teams have the you know bump up the extra budget to maybe get a spot off an academy? But hopefully that'll change anyway. That's a another discussion, I think. Um I've just got a picture from Tom. He's had a blue uh, he's had a, a Windows update. So hopefully that means he'll be back shortly. Um Right then, so after that split then with Envision, uh well like we said, like it was still slightly behind the academies, but I don't think you know, I don't think that could really be looked at as like a failure of a split anyway. You know, even if the aim was to to beat one of them to E Masters, because you still especially by the end of the split, we're clearly, I think, the third best team um, at that point. I think you'd overtaken Barrage, who had started quite well. Um, and then it was at that point that the NLC then got formed. Now, what was what was that off-season situation? Because I think I remember at the time, if I remember correctly, you maybe like tweeted that you maybe offers had, fell th- uh, had fallen through or, or something like that. And you ended up playing for... Um, I'm not going to try and say the, the actual name. The equivalent of like Red Star Belgrade, I think, right? The, the football yeah. team is the equivalent. Um, so yeah, what was just generally that off season like to to start with? Was there any offers maybe in the NLC that just didn't come through in the end, or yeah, what kind of happened there? Um, if I remember correctly, I yeah, there was a few offers in NLC, but I personally thought that um, those offers wouldn't necessarily take me to the next level, mm-hmm. or I felt as if we wouldn't achieve much with the rosters and the um, coaching staff that I saw with each team. Mm-hmm. So I felt as if if I took that offer, I would be um, going backwards, essentially, in my career, right? Mm-hmm. And I, with each player, I want to go further up and up. Yeah. Um, so I was like, well, okay, if I'm not going to go in the NLC, um, I might as well explore how it's like in the other regions, um, mm-hmm. right? So um, this last-minute offer came through for uh, Savannah Svezda, uh, CZV. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought, why not? It's uh, European. Let's see how it's like outside of the UK. Um, so yeah, I took that opportunity. Um, would you like me to go on about how that split went? Or Yeah, sure. Um, yeah, so I came in with uh, Connective, 
who's a Polish top laner, uh, for um, Lamses and okay, so basically it was just us for at the time, and we were looking for a support, um, but unfortunately we could not find a support, which um, had the interesting thing of our manager becoming our support. <laughs> so we went into the split with uh, perfect, perfect us... news for an ADC. <laughs> Yeah, us four professional players and our support <laughs> as our manager, which we had to teach to the game of League of Legends. Um, <laughs> what rank was he? Um, he was Diamond 5. So <laughs> it's, it's, it's not the best, but, you know, it's not the worst either. Like, so yeah, it was a, it's a really interesting split trying to teach your manager, um, Ang, how to play League. Um, yeah, we came in as, uh, what was it, two imports? You know what? We came in thinking we would go to your masters, and we didn't. Um, and that proves that EBL is actually a, kind of a strong region. Yeah. Um, what yeah sub, I had a look at Subpop got through, and I think they've got through a couple yeah. of times since as well. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, maybe it's, it's pretty competitive. They're actually a, a good team. Um, they had, uh, I think, Clowney, um, who's now in Spain with uh, Spooky, and uh, two, two Hoys. He's now in the LEC, right? So, yeah, VZZ was also in Spain. Mm -hmm. Um. So yeah, they have good players in that region. Um, not said we didn't uh, un, uh, underestimate them. Mm -hmm. I just think uh, the circumstances leading toward our team, we also had different ways of seeing the game and whatnot, and we didn't even have a coach. So <laughs> it was, it was, uh, it was, yeah, it doesn't help. But um, no, yeah, it was a good experience um, outside yeah. of the UK. Very nice. So then, presumably, then after that split, you know, you were aiming to come back, I guess. Um, like a similar kind of question. What was the off-season like there? Because I know, you, obviously, you ended up with on Resolve, um, especially with Sof. And I say you you and Sof are probably the two sort of, you know, high, highest caliber players, you know, at least on paper on that team. Um, Sof, who had been playing in the NLC already, and we'd heard that he had been involved with talks that ended up breaking down last minute. Um, was it a similar say, case with yourself as well? Or would had you um had you already agreed with resolve beforehand um that split i believe or well, off season mm -hmm. i think i was going to join one of the noc um one of the noc teams i i don't think i can say or say who they were i think I'd, if it was the same as, similar as soft then i yeah i think a lot of people um, probably know anyway so um the thing with soft happened and i remember um him like telling asking me hey there's a stuff going resolve um and i think i was approached by resolve actually earlier in that off season and i was like oh it's interesting but um to play in the uklc in my head would be like what am i what am i doing here like is there a purpose mm -hmm. um to going back in the other direction mm -hmm. um so the thing with soft happened and soft came up to me one day and he was like hey um let's go to this um league uh with these players you probably know all of them and let's smash it and let's get promoted back to the NLC from this league um and see and show what teams have been missing right mm -hmm. um so i was like fine <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> all right cool like i know soft like good mm -hmm. friends fine let's do it uh sounds fun um and we came into resolve um me chimera uh Autorius, Emre and Sof and oh it was a blast. Uh the league playing League of Legends with your friends is um one of the best things you can do. And playing League of Legends with your friends whilst being a pro <laughs> is probably a step further up from that. <laughs> and then when you're um, winning every game as well, probably helps. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that 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 for sure helps. Um, of course. Um but yeah, no, it, resolve was really fun because not only were we all UK, but we were all friends and we all knew, like, it was, it was sort of like it reminded me of Envision mm -hmm. because we were also all like UK apart from Adept and we were all friends and we could like talk about how we wanted to play the game and we had a similar um, understanding of how to play the game, mm -hmm. which made things a lot easier to, um, let's say, it was a lot easier to resolve <laughs> arguments and um, improve. Um, so yeah, unfortunately, we come to tell you we had a slight dip in our play and a lack of understanding about the meta, which happens 
Um, it was unfortunate it had to happen during that uh, moment. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I believe the better teams won during that time. So. Um... And to be fair, you know, it wasn't even the only team. I think going to Telia that was one of the favourites that that yeah was that then under uh, sort of underperformed because obviously Absolved went in from the Danish league as well. Who everyone thought was like, I suppose the other one that that would be challenging. Um, and yeah, they didn't really make it very far either. Um, but even before, before Telia as well, I just wonder what it was like in that in the UKLC final too, because obviously at that point you guys had literally not dropped a game, uh, and then it was in the final against London where suddenly we had like a, a full-on five-game series. Yeah, what was that like? Was it a bit of overconfidence, or or they they just come out better than better than you thought? What happened there? Uh, to be honest, you could pick out any game and I wouldn't be able to remember what happened in each game. <laughs> um, <laughs> but if I had to try and pick it from memory, I don't think it was overconfidence. Like we we definitely went game by game and respected each opponent. Um, I think it was just um, like our own play was just bad. Like it wasn't like uh, what we were used to um, and how we would like smash it, come in smashing every game. Um, because you could see even during the regular season when we came up against London, it would be like a slaughter. Like every lane would just win and we'd mm -hmm. just end the game in 20 minutes. Um, I don't know what it was actually. I don't know if it was uh, playoff jitters or like it was the final. So mm -hmm. we played not as our usual selves, but um, it definitely had some impact coming into Telia as well because I think the same sort of thing happened um, where we kind of lost our identity. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Never mind. Um, so then I suppose after that, uh, it's obviously kind of, well, getting to, up to the present day, really. So when, um, obviously we then had the, the next off season and I suppose at that point Resolve didn't know they were going to be in the NLC. So I guess there wasn't maybe much discussion about, uh, about sticking with them, but then uh, obviously you've ended up in the NLC anyway, uh, finally with Godsent. So how did it come? How did you come to, to join Godsent? Was there, was there other offers? Was it the, you know, the, the roster they're putting together? How did that happen? Um, yeah, I tried for a few teams and then I'll see. Um, and then um, I believe Godsense coach Monkeys he played for the Diablos roster that I played in back mm -hmm. in uh, 2019. He saw he knew me personally as an AD carry. And he was also um, the Masonic coach um, in Talia. Mm -hmm. So we came across each other there. Um, so yeah, he approached me and he was like, hey, um, you want to trial for Godsend? I was like, yeah, sure. Why not? Um, let's see what's up here. Um, so I showed my stuff and showed what I could do as a player. And he was like, cool. Like, we're really interested. We'll keep in tabs. Um, and eventually we came to this roster here with uh, this team. Um, as it was the best of my current offers for this offseason. And I was like, yeah, back in NLC. Let's do it. Then what was it? You know, when, obviously you hadn't been coached by him at that point that's when monkeys had yeah basically in, in like a second or third split uh transitioning but was he someone that even before you've, you've joined godsend you've some, one of those kind of people you could imagine them sort of going into a coaching role you know with those sort of personalities and stuff um i never really thought about it <laughs> um when i saw monkeys as a coach from a sonic i was like oh wow that's interesting um I think the question popped in my head, would he be a similar coach to Hansen um, at the time? Um, so I was like, I don't know. We'll, we'll see what happens. Um, but I suppose thinking about it now, yeah, um, he does strike me as a type to uh, be sort of a leader and direct people. So mm -hmm. yeah, I could see him working out as a coach for sure. Very nice. So then once the roster was put together then, um, I suppose to start with, what were the expectations what were you where are you sort of hoping to place because i guess i suppose playoffs would be the push would be the the goal but then it, you know there are obviously with the nlc now with it being the the combined regions it, there is generally like a, a pretty decent player base and the fact that it's the playoffs have been stripped down to three teams in a group as well obviously makes it harder so yeah, what were the the general goals to start with uh my personal goal going into it would be at least uh playoffs um, with the roster we have, mm -hmm. um, like sure, there's experience. Um, so we have uh, me and Zene in the bot lane. Uh, Zene played in GXR and he's also been around for a few years with uh, many different teams, including Misfits. But 
he was also a top player, I believe. So um, he had to swap the roles. And then um, we have Aesthetic, who's been around the scene for a few years, different other teams as well. But then also he's come from different backgrounds, so he has a different understanding about the game compared to everyone else. Um, and then Kubu, who's been in the... I'm not too sure about Kubu's background, but he's been in the Hungarian scene as well. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you come across these different players from different backgrounds with different experiences and different coaches. And it, it, it's just hard to have an identity um, when this team has just come together one week before the NFC even starts. Mm-hmm. Um, like it was, it, yeah, it, it's been hard to find an identity, especially when um, your one of your most uh, influential roles in the game mid is a rookie mm-hmm. who knows um, nothing about the game, um, but is motivated as hell and uh, eager to learn a lot. Um, so, I mean, everyone's working hard. Um, mm-hmm. Let's put it that way. Everyone's working hard. It hasn't been the greatest start for Godsent. Um, there's been a lot of uh, misunderstandings about how the game should be played and a lot of like uh, questions being asked, like uh, asked, mm-hmm. but not too many answers so far. Um, yeah, everyone's disappointed in the way we started, but it doesn't mean we've given up or anything now. Yeah. Um, one thing I was going to say as well, obviously, like you're saying, the start hasn't been great so far, but then I suppose with the format changes, um, does that make it maybe a bit more a bit more comfortable that you've maybe taken a bit of time to gel? Because obviously before it was like a 10-game regular season where at this point, after having a Super Week, it would have basically been halfway through the split already, which is, is obviously crazy. Um, but then now I, I think it's basically stretched to like 15 or so games, I think. It's, so it's like a double round robin and then you play the other group once. So yeah, does that at least give you a bit of a, a, yeah, a bit of comfort really that you've got a bit more time to, um, to sort of gel and, and work things out? Uh, yeah, for sure. Um, if if it was uh, three games done and out already, um, I I would have some concerns. Or to be honest, but um, um, let's put it this way: I'm not too worried about um the coming future. We're still going in game by game, and it's not like um we're having like these really outrageous games where we're just losing. Because I think against Fnatic, we actually showed some sort of resistance against them, mm-hmm. um, for the first twenty minutes at least. Yeah, which um, impressed even me because I thought, oh, well, like we're not too far behind and we can actually like play for an objective. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, the questions in my head right now are how are we going to be a team? Um, because right now I see it as five individu- individuals playing rather than one whole collective. Mm-hmm. And that's something we have to solve in Godsend and that's something we have to do um, really quickly if we hope to make it to playoffs. Yeah. And I, I did want to ask you, you, you touched it there about um, about 6'10", the mid lane, obviously being a, a complete rookie mid. Um, what Did you get them before the split started? Did uh, you sort of come across him in solo queue or anything? Because when we saw that, it was like literally a complete, I know we're sitting, we're imagining it's like this like next caps or something that they found that's, um, yeah, just like some new prodigy, some some 15 year old or something ridiculous. But um but yeah, what is is that someone that yeah maybe has got those kind of mechanics just a case of of just sort of teach them how to actually play competitively? Uh, I think of six ten. Uh, he used to be an echo one trick pony, as I I believe, but um, recently he's branched out his champion pool because he's he wants to pursue a career in uh, competitive, and he's only seventeen. Mm-hmm. Um, and I believe the kid has a bright future because um, he's eager to learn, he's motivated, um. He knows when he's wrong. He doesn't have um, any like negatives about his own mistakes and he wants to improve. Um, so yeah, he knows nothing about the game, but his mechanics are good, which is a start because you need good mechanics to be a good player. Mm-hmm. And um, if you have the mechanics, then everyone else around you, if they're experienced, can teach you everything else about the game. Mm-hmm. Um, and I see... Um, 610 as is sort of like how I was in Dabless because I came in knowing nothing about the game as well but I at least had um, the direction from Hansen and the other four more experienced players right so um, yeah we've um, I've sort of taken a similar role in Godsend and have been teaching 610 a few things about the game mm-hmm. um, and helping Monkeys with teaching him that um, 
so yeah, I, I don't I don't think um I don't obviously six ten wasn't gonna come through the gates like smashing everyone, but I feel like give him a split or two and you can see what he can do. Yeah. I suppose he's been you know, in the, with the way that you guys have started so far, he's basically been chucked in at the deep end, and I guess that's that's the quickest way to learn, isn't it? Um, so yeah, without uh, well, if we just look at sort of the, how the rest of the league is is going as well, because even even though there will be a you know more games is split, the fact that though there's there's still so few, there's you know the the leagues or the, each group isn't got a huge amount of teams in there, and it it can be just a couple of games in your you know everything's completely different. So even now you're you're literally two, basically two places off playoffs. Um, so just looking in, in maybe your own group first. How how good do you see one that I wanted to ask about in particular was um, was Riddle because actually when when we were doing like our kind of like tier list episode and look at the different teams, I think Riddle was a team that we maybe didn't expect that much from. Um, and obviously to to be two and two so far um, is. I'd say from our perspective, more than we'd expected. So where where do you sort of see yourselves alongside them? Because they would have been the ones, if, yeah, on paper, maybe them and Cova that we would have seen as the, the ones to struggle in the group. So yeah, how far do you, do you see yourselves off them? Or, or what do you maybe have advantages over them? How do you see that going? Uh, I mean, honestly, we'd have to see. Um, if Godson as a whole were to pick up the, our play and would end up having a whole different identity, and started playing as a collective, as a team, then that content that I feel like we know we can play as, I feel like we could actually push for playoffs. And um, who was in our group against Nordwind and uh, Fnatic and Kova and Galaxy Racer and Riddle, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, no, I feel like we could actually, that content would be able to push for playoffs. Um, and to be honest, going into it, um, Nordavend, our first game against them, I wasn't really too impressed. Like, sure, they could close the game out when they were ahead, but they didn't really do much. Mm-hmm. And then the Riddle game I just played, we basically, I felt like we lost to ourselves. Um, that's how I felt. I wasn't also impressed with what they did. Mm-hmm. So, no, I, I do believe it's still up, all up for grabs. Um, there's still one game to be played for each team, I believe, against each team. Yeah. Um. So yeah, no, I I don't think as a, like we're out of the fight. Yeah, I think we can still keep pushing. And if this godsend with uh, the players we have, um, finds like um an objective that we can all push towards as a team, then yeah, I feel like we can make it. Very nice. Good to hear. Um, I suppose is it is it maybe nicer that. That this week because of the scheduling obviously last week was like a super week where everyone played a couple of times um but because of the way it's it's formatted you do get these odd weeks where you maybe only play one game so this week you've you've only got one match and then i suppose that maybe gives you a bit bit extra time to just work on things really so basically over the space of two weeks you're going to have one game because you have the next week again after so is that um is that maybe quite nice to have that as like a little bit of a breathing room tom you're back uh, hello 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 <laughs> um yeah no, I think it would only aid our um, development and uh, more scrim time equals more game time equals more development. So, yeah, it's helpful the way the schedule is looking and hopefully we take our first game this week and push on for more the next the week after. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Tom, you heard anything interesting? You must have had thought of a couple of questions while you've been listening. Yeah, quite a few. <laughs> uh, so, you know, let's go back to Eminem. No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> No, um, I just find it um, really interesting because I um, I don't know if you actually managed to talk about this, but one thing I did want to kind of chat about was how do you see kind of the level being from you at Diabolus and kind of the, the amount of talent which was around there to now in the NLC? Because obviously there's a lot of talk about, you know, was it the correct thing to merge these leagues together? And so, you know, to merge the Nordics and the UK scene together. So in your opinion, like, is it better now than what it was back um, all the way back there or just during the UK scene in general? Do you mean the level of play across the board? Yes, across the board, yeah. Because I feel like you've always um, had the top teams, but I, I I feel like I wonder if, you know, um, the smaller teams have actually been a lot more competitive now because of this change. Uh, hmm. it's kind of hard to think about it because 
You know what? Yeah, I'd have to say it was it was good because even the smaller teams like Kova and Reddit, like Reddit's actually doing really well on the other side of the bracket um, mm-hmm. against better teams. So, no, I think it was uh, good for the league. Um, most of the teams' uh, skill level has like spiked up across the board, um, which means which means hopefully that the budget must have increased somewhere. Um, so more budget means more better players, which means better growth and yeah. Hopefully that means a better league. Mm-hmm. And now we're starting to see loads of UK players starting to come in now as well, which is good because I think, I mean, I mean, how many did we have last split? It was probably what, what three, and now I, I, I think yeah. we must have about seven. It's more or less split. doubled, I think. I think <laughs> yeah. Crane put like a. I'm just trying to remember how many Union Jack emojis I saw in Crane Crane's tweet about it. It was yeah. I think it, it was, was it was it was like three, and they were all from a singularity, right? <laughs> yes, yeah, it was like so. Dragdard, Nolte, and. Um, Crossfit. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, so it's increased by four? Was it four? I think so. Yeah. I, I, I can't count. Was it? So it's basically the, everyone from Resolve lost, but <laughs> apart, from, apart from Notorious, sadly, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, which is kind of funny, but yeah. Well, and then um, maybe sort of looking over to the other group as well. I don't know if you watch much of, of group A. Sometimes when we've had players on, they just literally don't watch the other group at all. And... <laughs> um, yeah. I, I think I've watched a few games, but I don't really remember them. Like mm-hmm. I think I've um I've watched some of Excel's games. Um but other than that, no, I haven't been watching too much about the other group. Okay, no worries. Well then maybe something you can answer without having to haven't watched that much anyway. Um is just how you kind of see resolve strength. Obviously a few of the, the players were were there with you last split. Um but they've kind of struggled a bit to start with, so they're they're one and three at the moment. Um, yeah, do you do you see that being maybe like a quite a bit of a step up? Someone like Camaro, especially, is obviously like I think he was the one that was maybe a bit more of a surprise to see him um, step up. Obviously, he's he never played in the NLC before, so yeah, do you see them having that kind of level to be able to to stop putting some wins as well? I feel like they should have been higher actually because the losses they have, I don't think were due to them playing bad. I actually mm-hmm. think they should have won some of those games. Um, some of those games they may have drafted inadequately, and other games they were winning, like they had four dragons or baron, whatever, and they just didn't close out. I think that was the game against Granite, right? Mm-hmm. Where like Jinx and Victor went out to scale for like 10, 20 minutes in their own base with three and hips down or something. Um, so yeah, no, I think. Playing them last, um, playing with Resolve last player, I know how the team would function. Um, essentially, they've only replaced the Eddie Carey and the top laner, which isn't really too influential roles. So the core of the team should be the same, right? Mm-hmm. It should still be the same support, same mid, and same jungle, which operate more around the map than the top and ADC. Um, so I know how they play. I know how they want to play. Um, and I think it's a good way of playing the game. So I know they're ca- they they can be good, and I know they should be better than they are right now. So um... I think that they uh, they they will definitely benefit. I think from the fact that there are more games, like you said, you you were talking about prior were ten games. Like if this was now one and three, and we only had ten regular season games, okay, maybe there's a little bit more time to worry. But because of these actual extra games and these and the potential to kind of you know claim a game or a victory from another group as well when mm-hmm. they do that uh, that group swap. I think that this, I do see this resolve side getting better. And, and maybe it's a little bit like what happened with um, Nordavind, I think, what happened last split. Nordavind last split didn't look very good. Like, right at the beginning, like, there was inklings of the quali- player quality that they had. But then as the kind of the season went on, and even in playoffs, like, they did gradually get a little bit better. And, and now, obviously, we're seeing them, I would say, like, even better from that. So it's. I think it is kind of one of those things where... Maybe they have just needed a little bit more time, but I I agree. I think that they should be at least two and two. Um, I don't. I think that Granite game is one of those games, and obviously, no offense to Granite. I think Granite have done absolutely brilliant, but it's one of those games where you probably replay that game like ten different times of the way that game went, and that was the one time that Granite was going to win. Like I, I think with the the lead that they had, it was it was very very hard for them to have messed that up, and they did unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Well. You you mentioned there, Tom, about obviously we're still waiting to have the um the sort of backwards the back and forward games between groups. Is that one that um that you're looking forward to against Resolve? Maybe show show them what they're missing. 
yeah, or why not? Going against your team is always fun. We actually um, had a little warm-up session against them the other day, and it was uh, fun seeing the lads again. Mm-hmm. Um, it's fun killing them in-game. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, it's, uh, it'll be one to look forward to for sure. Nice. I think it's funny as well because um, I believe that, yeah, with the way that it's gone, like all of your previous teams apart from Resolve in the UK scene just aren't here anymore. <laughs> At this point, whatever they're out, they're ever in the second division. Like Eminem just ditched you. Yeah. They were like, no, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not doing this. <laughs> like, <laughs> is, that, is that some sort of curse? Oh, maybe it is. Maybe it is a curse. <laughs> well, yeah, Godson, they're only quite new to League as well. Maybe they'll, they'll drop yeah. out now. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> um, is there any anyone else in the other team that you're especially looking forward to? You mean the other group? Yeah, yeah, from the other group. Sorry. Um, who was in the other group again? Oh, Singularity. Uh, BTXL, Singularity. 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 Yeah, because uh, um, yeah. Nolte and Prosper are my old team, and I know Dragbar. So yeah, it'd be good again going at some UK people. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, BTXL would be a good one because mm-hmm. I like measuring. Um, your team against the best team in the league, right? So that'll be a good learning process. And um, Tricked would be a good one as well to learn from. They they actually seem like they're a pretty uh, decent team. Um, other than that, apart from Resolve, no, I don't really mm-hmm. find anything, um, anyone no. I'm looking forward to playing. How do you kind of see yourself against, uh, it may be a difficult question to ask without having played against them yet, um, but against Dragdar, because... Like I was saying earlier, when, when we talk about like UK ADCs, it was like X Matty and, and Deadly were the top two. You always seem to be sort of just behind. Uh, and obviously Dragdar is someone that's sort of come through a bit more recently and, and made that jump up from the UK EL. Um, yeah, kind of to sort of come up, come up with you as sort of challenging for like what's considered maybe the third best. Um, so yeah, how do you rate yourself against him? Uh, I think Dragdar is actually a pretty good player. Like he seems to know what he's doing around the game. I don't think I'm disappointed by anything about positioning or mechanics or anything. Um, I think it's the same argument that could be made from before when I said if you sought uh, Miyamati at that time when Dabless um, Fnatic, um, you wouldn't notice the difference. Whereas the same thing would be uh, said through here. Or um, if you swapped me and Dragdar from um, Singularity Godsend, I think the outcomes would be probably the same. Like, I, I don't, I'm not sure, like, I think all the AD carries in the league are a similar skill level where, um, apart from the academy ones, of course, where um, the difference in them won't decide a game. I think it will always be the difference in um, the team skill mm-hmm. um, rather than the individual role. Well, if you can only learn to right-click so good, apparently, then. Is that what you say? <laughs> yes, unfortunately, <laughs> we are limited by how many times we can right-click on our mouse. <laughs> Just joking, of course. Um Let's maybe, while we're talking about the, the groups and what's going on, um, maybe we could do a couple of predictions for the upcoming uh, for the upcoming week. Non-super week. This is the non-super week. Yeah, for the regular week. Boring regular week. So um, I pulled up a couple of games uh, from each day, so we won't have to go through you know, every single one uh, on stream. But yeah, I pulled up a couple of games that, that I think are quite interesting and maybe get our, you know, our thoughts and, on how we think they're going to go. Um, and the first one might be a bit tricky without watching too much of the other group. Um, but one I one I thought would be good is resolve against Singularity. Obviously, like like you've been saying, a couple of teams where you you know you know a fair few of them. Singularity have started off the the better team, and you know you'd imagine it, part of that has to do with the fact that they're the same team playing two splits in a row. Um, but yeah, how do you see that one going? Oh, that's going to be a spicy one. Um... Mm-hmm. I, I, I feel like Resolve will come out punching this time because I, I believe they've realized what they've done wrong in terms of draft last week. Um, and I actually know that they're going to push on this week. Um, but I also know that Singularity is actually kind of a good team. And um, speaking to some of the Nordic players in my team, they're actually, they're actually kind of uh, underrated because they have UK players in it. But I, I know how good this team can be. Um, so that will be a bigger game. And... It's hard to pull out a prediction for this one, but I'm going to go off my bias. I'm going to go for my old team, my for the last split, and I'm going to say soften the boys will do it. Very nice. I'm going to I'm going to go singularity because I feel like it's the easier option right now based on on form at least. <laughs> but yeah, I, I think it's a really interesting one. Like yeah, basically all of the like ninety percent of the UK players in the league against each other. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. What do you reckon, Tom? 
I say I I love this because you've got Nolte versus Soth. You've got a Chew versus Dragdar, and then you've got Fastlegger versus Prosper. And that, that's like the three which I'm really interested in seeing kind of compete. Um, and I, I think it's going to be a great game. I really hope that it's a great game. And I mean, my hope is, is that I do think that Singularity are going to win. But what I kind of hope to see is the fact that this is a little bit more of a uh, a closer game. I, I don't want Singularity to stomp Resolve and I don't want Resolve to stomp Singularity. I actually want them both to hopefully be like at the same competitive level and can kind of highlight that, yes, okay, maybe Resolve are going to lose this one, but actually things are looking a little bit brighter for them in the future for future matches. But I do think right now um, I'm going to have to give it uh, to Denmark, which is Team Singularity, which isn't really Denmark, is it? Like They have everybody UK. Wiseau's basically UK, you know, Swedish UK (laughs) is the same. And then for Fury, yeah, well, it's basically UK again, so it's it's full UK team, really. Mm -hmm. Nice. I'll put you down for Singularity then. Um, the second game I've gone for then, um, it's obviously because you'll hear you, so I've got to let you give your pitch to why you guys are going to beat Galaxy Racer. Uh, we're going to beat them because Vene's been in their team last play and he knows all their secrets, so he's basically leaked their entire strategy to us. Um, so yeah, we're just going to win. Nice. I've gone for you guys as well. You know, I, I see you breaking the, breaking the streak. I've got faith. What do you reckon, Tom? Uh... Yeah, I'm going to be nice. I'm going to go consent <laughs> as well. To be fair, like Galaxy Racer have lost two in a row as well. Like True. they obviously had like quite what I would say like quite an impressive start going two and zero, and then I think after that they've just looked a bit, you know, okay. Not not bad, but just okay. If I if I'm being honest, so I think if if there's you know a time to kind of like come back and get a win, it, like Galaxy Racer obviously I think are a good team to kind of get that against. Mm-hmm. Definitely. I'd rather face Galaxy Racer over Riddle right now, who are like two and zero. So, mm-hmm. and I, th- I think so. From what I can tell, day two then um, is when it starts with some of like the the cross group matches, um, which obviously is going to get us some some interesting ones. So, um, one that I've gone for is Singularity against Riddle, because like like we said earlier, uh, Riddle especially was one that we didn't really expect much of, and they've come out you know with a couple of wins already. Any chance that we could see an upset against Singularity, do you reckon? Um, I only see an upset if Singularity underperform. So I'm going to give it to Singularity for this one. Yeah, 100%. I, I, I think it's Singularity. Like, as I again, like, I, I was just talking about, obviously, I'd rather face, like, Galaxy Racer off a riddle, but I wouldn't want to face Team Singularity. So I am going to say Team Singularity for that one. Yeah. Screw it then. I had Singularity, but if, you're, if you guys are going to go for them. I've got to go for something else. I've got to make up some points on Tom. Tom, I think you're a few, I few ahead at the moment. I am smashing it. So um, I'll go for Riddle then. Um, and then, yeah, the last one I thought we could talk about as well. Um, Nordwind against Granite. So both these teams actually have, have three wins a piece, uh, a piece at the moment, which for, for Granite especially... Granite are joint top yeah. if you take away their two losses, but they're joint <laughs> top. So And obviously off the high off uh, of the uh, the Excel game as well, which is obviously you know no one had seen come in. Um, yeah, I've 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 maybe bought into it a bit off of, off of that game now. I'm going for Granite. I you know if they could beat Excel, then who can't they beat? Uh, the answer is Nordvind. I don't <laughs> think they're beating Nordvind. <laughs> like you know what. And and this is what an underdog is, yeah. An underdog is you you don't believe in them, yeah, because you always think that oh, just someone's just a little bit better than them, yeah. But they keep mm-hmm. d- proving you wrong. And so, uh, for the story of the underdog, it would be wrong for me to pre- predict Granite because I think that would be unfair. So I am going to go for Nordvind. And then if Granite win anyway, so it's it's the it's the comeback story. But to be fair, like. <laughs> Nobody expected Granite to be doing this well. Like mm-hmm. g- genuinely, I think it's very, very rare. And I think that uh, both splits, Granite, fair play to them. Like you know, it. Hopefully, you know. Obviously, there are a lot more games, but you could probably say that maybe they they will be actually quite safe. But again, there's a lot more games to be played. But I'm, I think either way now, like Granite have really proved themselves right. And to be fair, like you know, they ju- just beat BTXL, and so. They could definitely beat Nordovin, but I, I think that Nordovin are just a mechanically better side, and I think that they are probably one of the better sides in terms of synergy of a team as well. And I do think that the, Granite have done really well as a team, 
But I do think that Nord, uh, Nordvind also are better and also have that kind of team sy- synergy still. Mm-hmm. I'm going to have to agree with uh, Tom here and go for Nordvind as well. Yeah. It's not a surprise. It's it's the safe bet. Um, yeah, it's funny because <laughs> with Granite, like when we did the tier list, remember we said like, you know, last split, obviously they got the spot at the last minute. So they just kept their team together and, and like went, you know, above expectations. And then we were kind of saying like, what are they doing? Why have they just dropped the ball now and, and not you know, try to build on it. And we basically had, I think we even almost just pinned them as for relegation already at that point. So yeah, the fact they've got three wins already is, is really good. Um, With those then, obviously I know, um, I think we're a bit pressed for time today. So we'll sort of come to the end of the episode a little bit. Um, I did just want to say one thing to mention before we do finish. I can't believe we're not talking about Fnatic versus Dusty guys. Come on. <laughs> I... <laughs> You can if you want, Tom. What do you reckon? Uh, Who would you go for? Fnatic. I'm going to go for Fnatic. What a shot. Um, Yeah, I thought one thing we we couldn't do the episode without mentioning was obviously Goldball's, his his debut, at least on the casting desk, was I think today. I think it was on the analyst desk Mm -hmm. yesterday or something. Um, And just really good in general to see all of the the UK, uh, sorry, all of the NLC guys making it up to the NEC. Orcs obviously robbed. I think that's the general consensus as well. Um, But then to be fair, I'm sure they can only have so many casters. Like they, eventually, they're just going to literally have one person on a new person every single game. Orcs will have his time. His time will come. Definitely. The heavens will open. the The LEC heavens will open and mm-hmm. and guide him. <laughs> yeah, you know, really good to see Gobble there. And if I feel like he he looked at home as well, you know, it's just his his normal good cast himself. Physically um, there as well. Like I was yeah. I was genuinely expecting like Ender. You know, going inside the desk kind of mm-hmm. camp, not not actually like physically there. So yeah, fair play to actually managing to get over there as yeah. well. Probably like a good experience. Like obviously, I I'd imagine they're going to do this with a few of them. It's like let them uh, cast with a quick shot as well, which obviously is you know a great person I'm sure for them to learn from. So yeah, really happy for him. Um, I think that was more or less everything I had for today. Is there any any other topics you guys wanted to talk about before we wrap up? Uh, no, that's anything for me. I'm all good. Yeah, cool. I'm good. Uh, it, it's coming home. It's coming home. <laughs> it's coming home. There you go. There you go. Perfect. Um, with that, then, um, yeah, obviously we we can basically wrap up then. So thanks for coming on, you sir. Uh, best Great. of luck in the split. We're rooting for Cheers. you. You know, we love to see more UK players in the NLC. Uh, yeah, we we we're sure you'll turn it around. Um, and with that, then, anyone that's that's watching on Twitch, if there's a few knocking around, of course you can. Uh, follow on Twitch. We're, we're live usually every Sunday, um, but as well as us being live, of course there is the actual UK EL action. This is when I'd usually cut to the graphic, which I don't have today, so I could just read up a few of the the next games, but you just won't see them on the screen. Um, but, but yeah, because of some of the, because of the Super Week basically that happened today with the LEC, things have been shifted around a little bit. So for those looking out for the UK EL matches, uh, the next one is on next Saturday. So there's no Thursday games this week, unfortunately. Um, you do have to wait until next Saturday. Uh, and it starts with London Academy against Demise, and then X7 against Monster, Knox against Nerd Rage, and Lucendi against London United. Uh, so yeah, that's next Saturday from 12, uh, 12 o'clock noon. Um, other than that, if you're watching later on, on on YouTube or Spotify, Google Podcasts, any of those, you can obviously follow on there too. And you can follow us all uh, directly on Twitter as well. Uh, and the breath. And there we go. <laughs> Thanks for listening, everyone. See you later.